What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's going on, 3% men? It's a fine 3% day, I tell you. I say it's a fine 3% day. <laughs> if you haven't yet, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform of choice and give us a five-star review. That's the only way we're going to spread our audience outside of the 3% Man Facebook group. Oh, that and if you tell all of your buddies about us. All right, this week, our 3% brother from Bristol, Luke, joined me again. This time to talk about finding your purpose and how important that is. Some guys in the 3% Man Facebook group have no idea how to do that. Well, this episode's for you. I'll bring you that conversation right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right. I got Luke with me again. What was this, like the 20th fucking time now, Luke? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. I like it, though. I like I like our dynamic. Yeah. It's yeah, good. We gel, we gel nicely. And I think the group has demanded more. Either that or it's just us demanding more. Or we just like hearing ourselves talk. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Which is fine. You know, I like your stuff. I like I like the videos you've been putting out. The Recently, um, at the time of this recording, you put out the Purpose Challenge, which has caught on like wildfire with the, with the guys on the page, I think. Yeah, it's been it's been a hit. It's been a hit. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, right? We're going to be talking about working on your purpose. Yes, yes, massively. How how I think it's really underrated in our group. Until I started doing that, people just hardly talked about it. It really was, you know, it seemed to me that a lot of people's purposes seemed to be to just get chicks and that the more that we were talking about it on the group, the, noted, the more I noticed that I was no longer on my purpose anymore and that I was then thinking, oh yeah, is it true that if I do this on Tinder or that on Tinder, and I was spending all my time thinking about dating and women and I was, you know, I was spending less time working on my very precious purpose. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, playing devil's advocate, um, I can kind of see why guys do that. Because if they don't have women in their life or a woman in their life, a lot of guys can't focus on their purpose until they, they fulfill that objective. And then once they get a girl, then they're like, okay, that, that job's done. Now I can focus on my shit, you know, yeah. which is the wrong way of going about things, which I, I'm just learning this year, my, my, my damn self, <laughs> you know, by reading the book, I'm on, uh, I just finished my 12th read like a couple of weeks ago. And like, it, it, I, I think, I don't know what, which, where it finally clicked with me that I, uh, my dating 
even like through this process with the guys in the group, I wasn't being, I wasn't happy with the results I was getting. You know, I had uh, those two train wrecks, which I did a podcast about. I had shit test girl and could have kissed you longer girl and uh, like a bunch of other chicks that I dated this year. And I just was like, this is, this shit still isn't working out. What the fuck? And I realized, you know, I need to take a step back and maybe just focus on myself a little bit. Yeah. So, and that made all the difference. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's almost like I'm a few months behind you, trailing behind, because my story has unfolded quite similar to yours, you know, with, with British shit test girl and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sort of my experiences. And now that I have said, since I said to everyone, guys, let's focus more on our purpose, because we, we are what we see, right? What we see, we fixate on. So I've been fixating religiously on my mission but i also found when i just look at other things whether i watch a movie or whether i become obsessed with the u.s elections god this is crazy we don't know the what we kind of do don't we well um, but by the time this this drops it'll be a done deal because this is this is going to publish in february so there, there will already be the inauguration um as of the, today's recording, Newsmax.com, which is a, an extreme right-wing uh, news site, they called it for Biden already. So mm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here and saying when this episode drops, Biden's going to be President Biden. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we, don't, we don't express any views, do we? We don't have any meaning at all. Well, we do have views, but we try to keep it not political on this it's hard it's hard not to though you know it's such a big deal right now at the time of this recording so hopefully i i think you know i did have my preference on who i wanted to win and but my big thing was i wanted this fucking election to be over so i could stop hearing about it and stop seeing these fucking election ads (laughs) because that's the worst so yeah so, so that's what I did. What I did was I've been massively, heavily focused on the purpose, hugely, um, and, and then just focusing on anything but that. I mean, reading the book is part of my purpose because it's improving me in all areas of life. You know, when you have that understanding, when you understand how women work, you know, you are... Um, you know, that's tapping into some very, very high level social intelligence. So it makes your business better, makes your family relationships better. It, uh, it improves you on all fronts. And I've said, I think I've said this before, but, you know, who wouldn't want to become a stronger, more masculine, more badass man who carries himself properly, stands up for himself, goes after what he wants, doesn't apologize for being himself, gets in amazing shape, dresses like James Dean and dates multiple women. That's all they want from you. (laughs) You wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, basically, we all want to be like James Bond, right? That's it. That's it. (laughs) And this is this is your chance to do that. That's what you know, that's what women want from us. So, you know, studying the 3% man, you know, that's definitely a core part of my mission as well. Every time I drive or go for a walk, that's what I'm doing. But I'm on my path. I'm on my purpose. I'm not hounding and chasing women anymore. And I've created profiles that kind of do the work for me, like Corey says. So the women are now finding me on the dating apps, the way that the way that we discuss, the way that Corey says. And so the more I'm on my purpose, the more I'm on my mission and the more I'm doing anything but hunting them down, the more they pursue me. Yeah, that's that was kind of my... uh strategy when it came to dating apps like tinder and uh bumble is uh i would i'm i'm one of those guys that i would pay for the premium version so that way i could see chicks who were matching like swiping right on me and then i could i could i could just sit back wait till i got a notification that someone swiped on me i could go and look and go oh yeah i like that person too swipe right oh (laughs) nope thank you swipe left and then go about my business. You know, I didn't have to focus on the dating app so much. That's it. That's it. And, and you know, it, they want to chase. They want somebody who they can chase. They, 
a lot of those, you know, all the spammed up 100 and 150 messages a day, a lot of that, they're probably not even opening all that, you know, all the guys saying, hi, how are you, this, that, the other, you know, someone who's, you know, someone who's just doing their thing. I mean, women are like cats, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, someone that they can chase and pursue is going to be far more exciting and gives them far more of a rush. You know, their inbox is, is just a haze and a mess of boring monotonous messages so yeah the more you're out there on the purpose it the messages just stack up and it's kind of like when you come to it and when you open them and when you respond you're just way more in a natural headspace you haven't been thinking about it all day oh what am i going to say what am i going to say you haven't been watching the clock and you're not playing deliberate mirror game either so your texts don't all come in at 32 minutes intervals or whatever you know the text comes in at a random point because you just you're just going out about your business as you do yeah exactly you know another thing too um that i was well shit i just lost where i was going with that <laughs> oh well anyways um yeah i was i was gonna say like um Oh, that's what I was going to say. Sorry, everybody at home might have to edit this out, but I won't because I'm lazy. But I was going to say it's, it's a lot like uh, a watched pot never boiling. If you sit there yeah. and, and like you're waiting for that pot to boil, you're waiting for that pot to boil. It seems like it takes fucking forever. But if you turn on the, the burner and then go and like vacuum and shit, like it seems like it, it, it immediately subs, starts boiling. Right. As soon as you come back, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what, why did it start so, so fast? You know? And, uh, and another thing too, uh, there's a guy that I follow on YouTube um, and you, you watch some of his videos too, uh, Aaron Dowdy. Yeah. He's a big law of attraction kind of, kind of guy. Some of his shit's kind of fucking out there though. I mean, he starts talking about like crystals and shit. Like, guys. <laughs> like bro. I'm not, I'm I, quite, I quite like it. Yeah. It's fun. I think it's fun, but uh, his law of attraction stuff, I think is very much spot on. And, and one of the things that he talks about is if you're, constantly wanting a girl like you're putting out to the universe i want a girl i need a girl i want a girl you're basically telling the universe i don't have a girl i don't have a girl and the the universe goes yeah you don't have a girl and uh it's just like a self-fulfilling prophecy but if you don't give a shit you know and you just sort of go about your life like like you don't care like you don't need a girl or even like just act like you already have a girl and so it doesn't matter it's amazing. It's just like they just start showing up. It's the abundance frequency. You know, whether that abundance frequency is, you know, I have a bunch of girls or I have a girl, it's the same frequency as I have an awesome life. I love my life and I don't need you. That's that frequency. You know, when we've all had it where we're just skipping down the street and we don't give a shit and we're just smiling, singing, whatever. We're like, da, 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 da. I just got whatever it was or whatever. You're just yeah. having a great day. And then you look around and there's just a cute chick just smiling at you because you're doing your thing. And then you nine out of 10 times, you're like, oh gosh, you know, how am I stood? How am I, you know, what does what my hair look like at this? Do I look, what does she think of me? And then you completely blow it. Whereas <laughs> yeah. when you're just going about your life and you love your life, you love the mission that you're on, you love your purpose, you're getting everything done. We tend to identify with what we focus on. So if you focus on things you can control in your life, then you're going to be in a very happy state. So for example, making your bed is an achievement first thing in the morning. So you're already kind of winning at life if you successfully do that. From there, you know, you can say, did I get a half hour to an hour walk in, for example, there, boom, I've achieved something else. Did I go to the grocery store and get my shopping? Yes, I did. ka So now that vibration is raising because we're identifying with something we can control. We can't control women. They come and go as they please. They're like cats. We can control what we do. We True. can control our mission and our purpose. And if you can find things that you can control, that you can do, that bring you great satisfaction and make you really, really happy with or without women, then your life is fucking amazing. And the women hunt you down then. Yeah. You know, nines, eights and eights and nines, maybe even the occasional 10, but that's all subjective as to what you like. Personally, I find the ones who are too perfect become imperfect for me. 
that's just me. Um, but I, at the moment, I've been heavily on my purpose and my uh, option list is kind of getting to the point where at the end of the day, when I finish all of my tasks, there are actually too many messages for me to respond to, to, re to really properly, correctly think about the responses and calculate, you know? That's a good problem to have. You know, yeah. uh, one thing is, it's kind of funny. Um, have you ever noticed how when you're in a relationship, like mm. you get hit on by women, you know? Oh, yeah. It's because you're putting out that same kind of vibe. You know, you're already, you already have the shit, so you don't need the shit. And then the shit comes in for free, you know? It's, uh, it's that same thing. So if you can just feel like that on your own, feel like you're satisfied with your own company, yeah. you're, you love your own company, you, you love doing stuff on your own, yeah. and you don't need that shit anymore, that's when you'll, you notice that chicks start coming out of the woodwork. It's right. amazing. Yeah, because the thing is, all of these things are temporary. You know, yeah. the new car, the gold watch, the hot chick, all of these things are temporary. Now, we see people on the page who go, you know what? Oh, I will be happy. I will be happy when I get that nine, when I get that ten. And my life's mission is to da-da-da-da-da because I'll get that nine and then I'll get that ten. And I'm like, whoa, so you're telling me that you want to make that money and buy that car so that you can get that woman. Your life's mission is that's still fixating on women. That's not your life's mission. Your one of the, the things that I say to people about finding your mission and your purpose is what would you do whether there were or were not pretty women there? What would you still go to and have to be dragged out at the end because you're having so much fun and times flew by and you don't want to go home and you could turn up and do it all day, all night, whether there were women or not. Now, for some people, that might be going to a magic card rally. That might be going to a motorcycle convention. That might be going to a freaking judo competition. Whatever it is, you find that thing that yeah. you obsess over, that you love so much, that lights you up, and that you can do every day that you would do. Because you hear a lot of people go, oh, you know, I went to the park to do some exercise because I thought there might be a chick I could approach. No, you didn't do that for you. Who are you doing it for? Right. Yeah, exactly. I would say, now I would say that finding a woman or multiple women can be a mission because I, yeah. I, I, I don't feel like we, like we have just one fucking mission in life. You know, we have multiple missions. Um, so that could be your mission, but it absolutely cannot be your fucking primary mission or you're going to fail that, with, with that mission every time. Yes. Yeah. It has to be secondary. It has to be something that comes afterwards. So for example, today, you know, I drove to my place where I taught my, where I taught, I think it was 11 or 12 clients. Uh, actually one of them had COVID. So that's, <laughs> well, I didn't have COVID, but had been in contact, in close contact with someone who had, so they had to isolate. Uh, but uh um, so there was a, you know, I went, that was my mission. That was my purpose to go and serve those clients, to go and have fun, have banter with them, teach them cool stuff, you know, just have a great time and help them become the people they want to be, um, and do the things they want to do. That was the mission. But on the way there and back, I had the 3% man blaring out, you know, and I was mm -hmm. really, occasionally I'd stop the car and pull over and, you know, rewind slightly to really make sure I'd heard him correctly and you know then when I was in the store on the way back did I do a few cold approaches absolutely you know but I was there anyway and I, they weren't even approaches they were more like so you know how is your apocalypse going um things like that you know it was more just a bit of banter as as the trolley you know as we were going through with our carts it was like ah oh, we need indicators on these things don't we wouldn't yeah. that be cool? We should go and pitch that on Dragon's Den, get that 2.5 million or whatever. And she was like, yeah, and then go on holiday together. I was like, yes, and spend it in one night. And it was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was just, again, I was at that store anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dr. Glover in uh, Dating Essentials for Men, which I've taken to step back from reading that in Atomic Attraction, because my one of my missions right now is to get to that 15 reads of... Corey Wayne. And yeah. I feel like 
you know, doing my holy trinity of, of dating books is uh, slowing that process down. So I decided to put those ones on a hold and really try to get to that 15 with Corey. And then I'll, I'll revisit those in a little bit. But dating essentials for men, uh, you know, Dr. Glover talks about it as uh, how you need to build a, a, a great cake for yourself. And yeah. women are just the icing of, of the cake. They can't be the cake. They can't be your whole world. So, um, and then as far as like some, some of the guys on the page, I, I feel like they get, they, they do want to focus on a purpose, but they don't know what their purpose is. Yeah. And so they're, they're I, I occasionally see guys on the page saying, um, how do you find your purpose? Like, what's your purpose? How do you find your purpose? And, you know, in the movie, The Secret, Neil Donald Walsh, I think says it perfectly because a lot of people believe that they might've been born and put on this world for a specific reason. And I don't think so. And I don't, Neil Donald Walsh says it in the secret. He says, no, your purpose in life is whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It's, it's whatever like will make you happy. You know, that's the way, that's the way I look at it. Absolutely. So, you know, you could say, for example, if you won the lottery and you had unlimited money, what would you be doing? So that's, that's part of it. But also, you know, if you could trade lives with someone, who would it be? The other thing is just what do you need to do to be happier right now? What do I need to do? Well, I need to sort out the stiff back and shoulder pain that I've got here. You know? <laughs> yeah, I see you stretching I, there a little bit. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, I, I'm going to need to adjust the, my posture when I'm driving and when I'm, you know, get this desk height right a little bit better. You know, that's, that's part of my mission, you know, to, to improve my health, my longevity. I need to continue improving my diet. You know, I don't, I don't fry as many things anymore because it's not as good for the skin. I do more, more grilling and baking and I'm constantly, you know, eating better, better foods now, obviously getting more free range meat, more grass fed meat. Do you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. part of my mission and purpose. Um, you know, obviously I, I love to help people. That's a huge part of my life, helping others. And you'll see me doing it on the page. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many different aspects of what that could be. And then, then, of course, there's an activity as well. You know, I love going out on my board and surfing. That's part of my mission in life. I mean, it's not making me any money. It could do if I became an instructor. But... Mm -hmm. No, I get it. Yeah. And, and I kind of feel like our missions in life change, too. Yes. Over time. Because, um, you know, when I was a teenager, my, my mission as a teenager was to get through high school, you know, and uh, got through high school. And then I was like, then I, I joined the military. So then my mission in the military was be the best sailor I could, advance as fast as I could, you know, learn as much about my rate as I could. So I could, be, you know, I could do my job better and advance quickly and stuff like that. Um, and I accomplished all that stuff. And then when I got out of the service, it was like, okay, well now I got to go to college and I've got to get a degree, you know? So that mm -hmm. was a, that was a purpose. And at that same time, you know, I was married and, and I had uh, babies and stuff like that. So I also was trying to be a good husband, trying to, you know, be a good dad. There's, there's a, I mean, you sort of juggle a lot of these little side missions and stuff in mm -hmm. life, but they're all important. They are. They are. So we've all got things that we need to do. You know, most of us, if you, if you want to, you know, I mean, in the 3% man community, you've got to be working out. I would say, I'd say you need to be exercising. We all need to, they say three days a week. Um, I don't always get three, but I will do a kind of a bit of cardio, a bit of a walk every day. And I'll have two very explosive, intense sessions. Um, I used to do three before I went back to full-time work again. Mm -hmm. um but uh you know in, in in an ideal world yeah three to five sessions of, of intense exercise um i mean so, so there's all we've all got things we can do to move us further towards where we want to be you know if you live with your mom and dad for example and, and with all that's been going on now there's going to be a lot of people doing that you know there's a good mission you know how to find a way out of that how to navigate a way out whether that's working for someone else in a business that you that would you know, enhance who you are and give you new skills or push you or improve you or, you know, do that 
to the point where you can build up a side hustle and something that you would enjoy. Um, but really, you know, finding finding out, we want to know who what our values are, because when you know your values are, values don't really change much. Mm-hmm. Once you know what they are, you can then set goals that will push you towards those values. You can also then attract women a lot easier because a lot more easily because you, you know, if you say these are my values, uh, you can then, you know, ask women what their values are or whatever, or you can put put down your values on your profile or whatever, and then suddenly, you know, people with similar values will find you more. So you it helps you understand who you are, your purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Another thing I think I would recommend for guys in the group uh, is to read Think and Grow Rich or listen to it on audio. Have you read that or listened to that yet? No, but it's, it is on my list. It's, it's, it's up next. It is up next. Okay. Uh, once I finish that Rolo Tomasi book that I'm on. Okay. Yeah. So Think and Grow Rich, it's kind of a law of attraction type book, although it's very subtle. It's not overt, you know, at all. Uh, But one of the things that it really touches on is goal setting, you know, and it could be any kind of goal and you don't even have to know how you're going to achieve that goal. Mm. But saying, um, you know what, I'm going to have a million dollars in five years. And just putting that out there and saying, I'm going to have this and focusing on that every day, you'll eventually figure out what you need to do to get there. And that would, would be your net, your mission. Your mission is to get to a million dollars. You don't need to know how right away. You just need to focus on that as a goal. And then you need to start, you know, you'll start coming up with like little baby step ideas, right? Like for instance, uh, the podcast here, you know, it, I just started in, uh, when did we start this August or something? And, and so I, I set a, a, just a very simple goal with it at first, which was, release one episode a week, you know, but I do have an intention of within five years having uh, like 700,000 subscribers, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get to 700,000 subscribers. There's only one uh, 1500 guys on the 3% man Facebook group, but I'm going to get there, you know, but right now my immediate goal is just one episode a week. And I've been killing it with that, you know, cause you, especially with you, Luke, since I think um, you're on almost every other episode. <laughs> yeah. And even if I'm not, I get a mention somewhere. Yeah, I usually, <laughs> usually bring up like a conversation we've had or or talk about how you're kicking people off the page for being douche nozzles. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, so I mean, very simple stuff like that. But the podcast is now one of my missions in life. So... But yeah, uh, but Think and Grow Rich is a very good book and it explains like how some of these, you know, moguls in our, in our history, guys like uh, Andrew Carnegie, like how they just set these goals. Like, I'm going to have this, you know, like Henry Ford was like, I'm going to have a, you know, combustion engine with eight cylinders. And at the time it was these, his engineers were like, that's crazy. That's, we can't build that. And he's like, I'm going to have it and you're going to make it tell me when it's ready, uh-huh. you know, and like, you just have to have, be good at goal setting and be focused on achieving those goals. Yeah. And once you start, no matter how small they are, the snowball effect happens. Mm-hmm. You know, once you do one thing, you unlock another thing, you unlock another level and it's like the shotgun effect, you know, everything then suddenly you see more, the more you do, the more you see, um, So again, we're talking about the reticular activating system. You know, the more we learn, the more we suddenly start to see, you know, when I bought a particular plant for my mom's birthday, I then saw that plant everywhere I went. You Mm. know, the more more we do, the more people that we're going to meet. And when you network with more great kind of people, more inspiring people. So you go know, going to self-development workshop and things. This is the most amazing thing you can do, really. And you see all the other people doing the different hobbies. You know, eventually you're going to see somebody doing something that resonates with you. You know, there'll be someone you really admire and really look up to and be like, yeah, I want to be a double agent. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Secret agent shit. I used to want to be James Bond. 
like legit James Bond though, not not like uh, Corey Damn. Wayne, you know, womanizer. I wanted to like have cool adventures with fucking badass gadgets and cool cars and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But speaking, I, of that. I was gonna say, speaking of James Bond though, if you watch a James Bond movie, pretty much any James Bond movie. Yeah. Sure, he goes around womanizing and, you know, he's really good at picking up chicks and sleeping with lots of chicks, but he's never focused on doing that. No, no, he's not. He's always focused on getting the bad guy. And even if like he's in the he's in the middle of like making out with chicks, sure, he'll tell Money Penny, uh, I'll be there in an hour, better make it two. But he's still going to fucking be there in, in, in two hours to focus on the mission. <laughs> That's it. And also, you know, he's not worried about whether it will or won't work out either. No. He's, totally, he's focused on everything else. You know, that's just an afterthought. It's a side thought. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. But he, he, that he has no doubt in his mind that it's going to work. Now, where does that come from? Where does that bit come from? I'll tell you where that bit comes from. Obviously, you know, because you've read the book multiple times. That comes from having internalized the knowledge and been out playing the field and seen the pattern recognition. You know, when you've really internalized the 3% man stuff, the fear of outcome dependency is no longer there anymore. You do not care because you know that it's going to work. You know that you're going to do all the right things at the right time. And you also know that, well, so what? If one of these doesn't work out, you know, I'm going to be in the gym tomorrow. I'm going to play my guitar tomorrow. I'm going surfing on the weekend. I'm going to do, I'm going to have a great time anyway, with or without. But that all that being said, I've read the 3% man and I know how this thing works. I understand it. I've put it into practice. I know I'm a catch, you know, whether it works great, if it doesn't work great, but I understand how this thing goes. Exactly. You, yeah. Speaking of that and then having internalized this stuff, I can definitely see in myself, just in my relationship with a Marine Corps chick, which, you know, it's uh, going almost going on two months now, if you consider like we started dating in September mm. um, at the time of this recording, obviously. <laughs> it's such a oh, weird, yeah. weird thing with this fucking podcast and everything being in the can. But, uh, you know, because I chat with you every day, there's been yes. at least at least two instances so far and um, I don't know if Marine Corps chick's going to be listening to this episode or not. So, <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll just put it out there. There was two instances where, you know, she posted some things either on TikTok or on Facebook or both. And she seemed to be clearly upset with me in a certain way. And I was like, I'd reach out to you and I was like, I don't, I don't, I think she's pissed at me, dude. I think, I think she's going to call this all off here you know, but at the same time, I wasn't like my old self would be like scrambling, trying to like reach out to her, trying to fix it. You know, like, what did I do? Oh, babe, what did I do? I'm so sorry. Whatever I did wrong, you know, but this time I I didn't handle it that way. I was like, oh, well, I mean, if she's pissed off, I like, I didn't do anything for one. Uh, But if she's pissed off and she wants to drop out, well, okay. You know, that's unfortunate, but like, it's not going to end my life. I can, I guess I'll just get back on the dating apps and start dating again. Like no big deal. You know, like I really felt, feel indifferent about the whole situation. And I never felt that way before. And a lot of it, I think is because I've internalized Corey's books, you yeah. know, or book. I, there is that. So that, that's a huge part that, you know, that it's not a big deal. It's just, she's a brilliant woman. She's amazing. She's definitely a 3% woman, but at the end of the day, it's one girl. Yeah. And, and, and really I can't control what she gets mad at, you know? No. So, I mean, and then, uh, you know, I just did in both circumstances, I did what, you know, the book says, you know, like, you know, I, uh, well, the first time um, I was just sort of like indifferent about the whole thing and just sort of didn't even acknowledge it. And it just went away. And then the second uh like instance, I did reach out to her and I was like, I, f- I feel like you're upset. You know, that's all I said. And, uh, you know, when she got back to me, she was like, oh, well, you know, she told me something that was bothering her. And 
so I, you know, I just did what Corey said and I opened her up, you know, I was like, okay, well, I want to hear all about it. Like, I'll call you here in an hour when I'm done going for my run and take my kids to school and stuff like that. And, and like, I, I, you know, talk to me about it. That's and, it. So you, you got on with the mission first and then you use the principles of the book. Absolutely. As you should. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's absolutely it. You know, um, uh, you know, your life is great the way it is. You're busy. You've got plenty of things to do. You know, you're not faking any of this stuff. You're not pretending to have, you know, to be running a company. You're not pretending to be a busy man who runs and works out. This is your life. This is what you do. And with or without anyone in it, you would be happy because your stuff is meaningful. Your kids is very meaningful what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny is, um, I mean, some aspects of this book, we talked about this, like, and I think we, we were, we're talking about maybe doing an upcoming podcast on this subject where in the past, before we even got into the stuff, we did do some stuff right, you know? Yeah. And so there was uh, like, once I became focused on exercise and losing weight and getting back into shape, this was like back in 2016, that's been a, a, a mission of mine. And I haven't wavered on that. And my ex-girlfriend, uh, you know, the one I, I talk about a lot, the last long-term girlfriend I had, she used to get fucking pissed at me about it because no matter what, I was like, no, I'm working out. You know, like she'd come with me to San Diego for work and I'd get up in the morning and I was like, I'm going to go run. She's like, what, can't you take a break? For-? No, I'm not going to take a break. And <laughs> I'd go fucking do it. It should be pissed about it. Um, in, in Marine Corps chick, she hasn't gotten mad at me at all or, you know, said anything about it, but she stayed the night here a couple of times and I just get up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go run. And then I just go do it. You know, <laughs> if you want to come great, if you don't fucking awesome, I can listen to my audiobooks, you know, but I'm going. That's it. So either way, regardless of what happens, you continue to be you. And yeah. then that, that shuts down all that fear of needing to constantly test, you know, is he really who he says he is? You know, is this your authentic self? Yes, it is. And my, my big philosophy is, you know, cause a lot of guys in the pickup and PUA, whatever place, they, they do all this faking, pretending to, pretending to have status that is higher than what their status already is. And the problem with that is that, Yes, you then create this, you know, you then get an, an attraction level that is based on something that's not real. Yeah. Someone's attracted you for the qualities that, that aren't even real because you aped the, the behaviors of some kind of celebrity or some kind of high status CEO, whatever it is. Yeah. Whereas I don't do any of that. It's none of that. I mean, I just, I live that life. That is the life I chose. You know, I always wanted to be a guy who could shred on the guitar and surf like a boss. That's what I wanted to do. I did that for me. I didn't do that for them. I was aware that that improved my street cred. Yeah. I, I, I did that. I did that a little bit with, um, with my last, you know, long-term girlfriend when I first met her, because uh, I wasn't paying, I, like I was just going through my divorce process. I wasn't paying my ex-wife alimony yet. And mm. so I had a lot of like extra money, you know, because I, I also wasn't paying her like full on child support either. I was paying like what I thought was fair, you know, and I was keeping track of it, but I wasn't paying like any kind of court obligated anything yet. So I had a lot of, I had kind of a lot more money. To, to try to act like I was some big wig. So I would, I would take her on this like really expensive vacations out of town. We get fancy hotels. We go stay at, go eat at like five-star fucking restaurants. I remember oh. we, I took her to this, uh, there's this restaurant uh, at the top of the gondola in Telluride. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Telluride, but Telluride, Colorado is like a place where like um, Hollywood celebrities like to come and visit. And it's like a big ski town. Uh, I think um, Tom Cruise has a house there. Uh, Oprah Winfrey used to have a house there. Ah, the high status. It's a very swanky town. And so I took her, uh, we went, we stayed in Uray, which is like a neighboring town. And then we went to Telluride for the day. And we went up to the top of the gondola 
And at the top, there's this like really fucking fancy restaurant up there. And I remember walking into the restaurant with her and, you know, you know me, like I dress kind of like country, you know, I wear blue jeans and cowboy boots and shit. And yeah, we walk into the restaurant and the, the fucking um, hostess was like, um, <laughs> sir, this restaurant is at least $70 a plate. Are you sure you want a table? Like very snooty. And I, and I said, yeah, I can afford it. And we sat down and we had this like fucking $400 fucking dinner, <laughs> you know, and my girlfriend got it in her head that this is like, I just, I'm like this rich guy and I can fucking lavish her with shit. And I, that like facade went on for like a couple of months until I started racking up a lot of debt because I did eventually like right when I met her is when I first started to have to pay alimony. So I yeah. wasn't like, I wasn't used to not having all the disposable income anymore. And so I was still acting like I was a, this big baller. And mm. so I, but I started putting it on the credit card to try to like, you know, keep that facade alive. And finally, I, I just had to tell her like, look, I can't keep fucking doing this. I can't keep, you know, taking you on these like expensive ass trips. I can't, you know, like you're gonna have to pay your own way and stuff like that. And you know, right, rightfully so. She was kind of pissed at me about it because it, it, you know, it comes across as like I was faking it the whole time. I wasn't, I just wasn't used to, you know, living within my means yet. But, uh, but still, you know, you really have to be who you are like all the time, you know? Yeah. Because we want to attract people who like us for who we are. Right. So if you straight up from the get go, project who you really are without spitting out everything there is to know without doing seven, you know, without going over 30% of the talking without, you know, framing yourself in, in a weak stance. Yeah. You know, without breaking the fundamental code of masculinity, you'll be fine because there's different ways that I can talk about my life. You know, I can say, well, I was abused as a child and it gave me OCD, but I can also say being abused and beaten up as a child turned me into one of, you know, one of the UK's best amateur Taekwondo competitors. I might be debatable, but in the, in the leagues that I fought in, you know, I was for a guy who just plays guitar all day and lives in his mama's basement. I wasn't a professional athlete. You know, I, I was one of the best in the men's lightweight division. And so that's that that came from being abused. You know, that came from suffering that came from having my head smashed in. So I can say to people, oh, you know, I was beaten up regularly, had my head slammed into walls, whatever, you know, bullied a lot of my life and had trauma and OCD. Or I could say these things helped me become a much stronger, happier person and helped me figure out having, having what I do, what I don't like has helped me find what I do like. Yeah. And, I, and I said that yesterday to a, to a girl, you know, I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I put my cards on the table. She said, do you ask everyone these questions? Cause I, I, I went straight for the screener questions of saying, Hey, you know, what's your view on, you know, you're not the kind of, you don't stand people up, do you? Cause that's that completely, you know, that's a huge deal breaker for me. And I said, if we're going to do this, you know, you need to, you know, you're not one of, what's your view on such and such? You're not one of the don't touch me people, are you? Because we're in lockdown right now. Yeah. So when I date now, I can't be with the people who go, oh, stay six feet away, you know? Yeah. And so she said, she, she said, do you, do, you, do you do this with everyone? And I say, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, I've had some amazing dates this year. I've also had some ones that have helped me figure out who I really am and what I really want. <laughs> I like that. That's a good way to say that. As opposed yeah. to saying, oh, yeah, I had some fucking train wrecks. You yeah. know, you're like, like, yeah, great. Yeah, me too. I totally agree with you. And she said, and these are my boundaries. And she said, don't be the kind, I don't date the kind of guys. She said, she said, you better not be the kind of guy who thinks that because you bought me a drink, I need to sleep with you now. And I was like, absolutely. I hate those kind of guys too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a hundred percent aligned with the book. Right. Right. Yeah. And speaking of buying drinks and thinking that she owes you sex now, you know, that yeah. that's like, Corey talks about that in the book all the time about bribes for sex and, and stuff like that. And, and going back to my bullshit story of how I was like lavishing this girl 
with you know all these expensive ass fucking trips and stuff um one thing that i've learned in the in these books is that's not necessary even if you are rich you know even if you are wealthy there's no reason to go spending that kind of money on a, a chick at all and you know it tells maybe she's earned it hmm. you know maybe you've been dating a few months like okay you know nice little you know if you can afford it but there's no reason to just be lavishing her with shit like that trying to impress her you know because it won't it won't no 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 they they when they see the authentic real you that shows a lot more um it, it forces the true you know whenever you say to people hey look i have to be honest with you uh people love that the guard goes down when you show them a little glimpse of who you really are I mean, that shows a lot more balls than anything else is to be the real unedited, unfiltered you. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from knowing what your purpose is and, and uh, you know, being, yeah, being that authentic self. Um, I'm not quite sure where I'm going with this, but, uh, but that, that's the thing. Um, that, that's absolutely it. You know, no bribes, no bribes for sex, not faking a higher status than you already have. You know, getting people, finding the, I mean, it's all about, being a 3% man is about finding the people who like you for who you are anyway. And one of the great ways to find out who you are is to have your purpose and your mission in check. That tells you a lot about who you really are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, and really just, man, you know, I think a lot of people too, like they focus on mission and purpose, like it's career. Like, oh, well, maybe I need a, a better career or something like that. That could be a purpose, but that's not your only purpose either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, so really, there should be, you know, the way I see it is it should, it should be something physical health, something mental health, mm-hmm. possibly even something spiritual, if that's what you're into. I know that we do that with the law of attraction. And I, you know, I, I do some meditation and mindfulness, things like that. Um, financial health is something I call, you know, um, and and what was the other thing, uh, probably to do with, you know, social. Yeah. Um, Like you have, like one thing that I, I, I've never been, uh, too concerned with, uh, my, my whole adult life until probably this year is having good male friendships. And uh, I'm I'm listening to No More Mr. Nice Guy uh, for the second time. And I just remember like he talks about it a lot in that book, but uh, Dr. Robert Glover wrote that book. He also wrote Dating Essentials Essentials for Men. He talks about it in that as well, how men need to have good male friends, you know, that needs to be your purpose too. Because if if your whole purpose, which mine was like when I was married, I had no, like, I had no real friends, you know, I had, uh, I, I had male like acquaintances. I had friends, you know, from work or whatever, but it's like, if people asked me to hang out with them on the weekend, I was like, no, nah, I can't because I was like, I got to go, go home to my family. I got to hang out with my wife. I got to hang out with my wife. Oh. And, um, and I, and I just think that that's not a healthy way to live. And now like I'm in that runner's club. Yeah. So I make it a point to try to make it to runner's club, you know, at least every other week, if I can't make it every week, you know, like, like last week I didn't go because uh, Marine Corps chick uh, invited me on a date. And so I, so I decided not to go to, to runner's club that week, but this week I absolutely went, you know, and there's, there's good dudes. There's, there's some like older ladies in that group too, but uh, but there's dudes in that group and I can like talk to these guys about like man shit. You know, we talk about, you know, all sorts of stuff, running football, sports, um, kids, you know, past relationships and stuff like that. It's, it's just good bonding time. And that, that absolutely needs to be a man's mission as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you need to get that masculine energy from other guys. And also, you know, guys will be brutal with you. They'll call you out. They'll kick you up the ass. They won't fabricate things. They won't pull you into any kind of, um, you know, sort of uh, warped existence. Women don't mean to do that, but they are nurturing and kind and they don't want to hurt your feelings. 
Whereas, you know, if you get on a call with me for 10 minutes, you know, I'll kick you up the ass. Not for a bad reason, but, you know, I will give you the unfiltered, honest truth. Yeah, if I'm whining to you every day, you'll be like, dude, I can't fucking take it anymore. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And I will do my best to decode what's going on and figure out what's really happening and give you the 100% honest uh, truth of my breakdown of what I think is going on. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's, it's super important too, not to burden your, your woman with that. Now, um, at the time of this recording, my podcast episode with Marine Corps chick will have dropped. She disagrees with that. She, she thinks that if you're in a relationship with somebody that, you know, your partner's there for you to lean on and they lean on you and it's a partnership and stuff like that. I can see where she's coming from there, but at the same time, I feel like if a guy does that too much, she's going to see him as weak and it's not going to be good for your relationship. Yeah. What, what she, well, yeah. So, so she thinks that's what she wants because it sounds fair. It sounds equal. Right. And in all the Disney movies, that's what it, you know, that's what happens in all the films. What, what it really is, is, is spreading the masculine and feminine energy around. So, you know, you are the rock, but she is your joy. So when you come back stressed and you've had a hard day's work, she knows that and she can, you know, flood you with that feminine energy and, you know, lift your spirits back up again. But that's really all it needs to be. That's really, you know, that in itself is, is just enough. It's that unspoken subcommunication. She knows you've had a hard day in the office. Yeah. But you yeah, yeah. need to say it. Yeah. She just needs, I need her. I don't like, I don't need to just like dump my shit on her and then have her give me uh, a fix for it. I come home just be like, yeah, had a bad day. And I just need her to pour her feminine energy all over me. And so I could forget it all, <laughs> you know, that's it. That's it. That's absolutely it. Yeah. 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 So, so, so yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. What else about, what else do we, we need to know about well, purpose. Well, yeah, that's it. So some of the purpose update, I mean, we've had some brilliant purpose updates, but, uh, there might have been, there may have been one that said, I'm going to do this so that I can get the girl. And then I'm going to do that so I can get another girl. And I was thinking to myself, okay. I think you're missing the, I think you're missing the point here. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The whole idea of being on our purpose is kind of so that we don't fixate on women, but it's more, it's just something we'd do anyway. Yeah. Know, it's, it. it's so that you're more fulfilled. Yeah. On your own. Yeah. That's it. And you, your overall baseline vibration is high. We, we've been conditioned to always feel that we're not enough and we need more advertising. Yeah. Right? It's also how they can control us as well. You know, the people who run adverts, they all know all of this stuff. They, yeah. they know psychology like the back of their hands. They know, they know what the human drives are. They know how to manipulate us. And we've, had our whole life, you know, men, as long as men feel, and women as well, feel unfulfilled, like they're not enough as they are, they will always spend money. And the big corporations, uh, let's not go too far into that, will get your money and they will get you to behave in the way they want you to behave. That's yeah. just leave it at that. But the, those are the people pulling the strings already. Yeah, but it's it's also like Hollywood. I mean, look at uh, Jerry Maguire, right? With uh, Renee Zellweger. And she's like, you complete me. Like, you really can't have that mentality that anybody completes you. You need to complete yourself. And then your partner's just got to be the icing on the cake. Yeah, And we imply that by just the way that we are. We don't even need to sort of say it. We just imply it by the way that we act and the way that we behave. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Focus on you and the the girls will too. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's it. So that's, that's pretty much, I think, yeah, I think we've, we've covered, I think we've covered it all. I'm trying to think, is there anything we've missed? I don't think there's really much else to cover as far as purpose. You know, it's really just, finding stuff that you really enjoy doing, whether it's work, play, socializing, stuff like that. And 
go after that stuff, whether you have a girl or not and not, you know, <laughs> like if you have a girl, great. She can come along. If not great, you would still be doing it anyway. Yeah. That's your purpose. Yeah. And so some of them can be for maintenance. Sure. And some of them can be developmental. Some of them push you forwards and some of them kind of keep you, keep your head above the water level. So, you know, as I suppose it's like the difference between playing to win or playing to not lose. So well, first, like of yeah. all, first of all, you, if you're in a real bad place, you need to get up to ground zero again. So you need to, you know, if you really are in a rough place, you know, your purpose might need to be to get back to being a functional human being again. And then you can really look at, you know, even when you're pursuing big dreams, like, you know, make big money, you know, star in a, in a movie, whatever that is, all of these things are possible. Um, I mean, you know, I'm from a family who's done things like that, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, whatever that is, you know, become a world champion skier or whatever it is, you know, you've always got your develop, your, your maintenance purposes as well, you know, make your bed, clean your room, uh, keep your teeth in check, keep your physique in check, you know, um, maintain good relationships with the family. Um, the amount of things, you know, keeping your car in check as well. You know, I've been spending a ton of cash and time on my car recently. I saw this guy on my block. I don't, I don't know what he does um, in Bristol. And he, he's got this, it's not even a particularly great car. It's a Ford KA. Do you remember those? Did you ever see? They probably never hit America. They're too small. I don't think so. No. Uh, they're, they're not the best of cars, but he loves it and takes so much care of that baby. You said it's a Ford Ka, K-A? Yeah, Ford K-A. Check it out now. It's, it's, I think they're from like 2002, if I remember rightly, when they started popping up. Oh, geez. Yeah, they look like uh, almost like, like Mini Coopers or something. Yeah. Just, oh, they're tiny. Just, yeah, no, no, no. We like big gas guzzlers here in, in America. Oh, I <laughs> the size of the cars there. They're big. We like big fucking trucks. Yeah, with big smokestacks and shit coming out. And Luke Bryan stood on the back. Yeah, Luke Bryan, Bryan fucking playing guitar back there, drinking a beer. With his, <laughs> his lights on. Yeah. Exactly. Catfish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've 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 yeah, I've I've Ubered in a monster truck before. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. fun, right? <laughs> My next car is gonna be a truck. My next that's uh that's a mission. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a beautiful mission. I drive a, I drive an SUV right now, but uh, no, my next car is going to be a truck. God damn it. (laughs) Well, good. That's amazing. man. Ah, you're going to, you're going to put the cap on backwards and have the gun under the seat. Fucking gun on my hip, brother. Gun on your hip. (laughs) We can, we can open carry here in, in Colorado Uh, if we want. But I can yeah. still carry because I can. So well, I'm going to come over at some point. We're going to do some hunting, fishing, fishing, shooting. Yeah. Yeah. We can go. Yeah. If you ever, uh, they ever uh, have airlines again there in the fucking UK and you fly to America, yeah. there's a desert just 10 minutes from my house and we can just, we can go set up some Tannerite. It's like this. Do you know what Tannerite is? No. It's this like powder chemical mixture where you uh you have this activator you pour it into it you know it's like a little jar you shake it up you put it out and you shoot it with a gun and it's a full-on explosive boom and they're it's perfectly legal too and so they sell them like these little targets but you can like take all the shit right you can get like 30 of them or something fill up a five gallon bucket you can blow up a uh like a fucking refrigerator with that shit Nice. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good fun time. Fucking Merca. All right. Well, Luke, I think uh, I think we've covered our topic for today. So let's wrap this up. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, brother. Thanks for joining me again. Cool. As always, it's so much fun to have you on, Luke. We did end up going off on some various tangents, but like always, we were able to bring it back around. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. 
If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.